This is Aaron Orlando uh, uh, doing some live webcasting for the Revelstoke Mountaineer. We're down here at the Revelstoke Mountaineer office in the Mountain Collab building, which is right above Dose Cafe uh, on 2nd Street West. Um, thanks for joining us today. Some of you guys might be listening in on our podcast. We actually take the uh, show and repodcast it on our SoundCloud uh, podcast thing, so, uh, which is on iTunes, so you can... Uh, download the show or uh, add it to your feed on whatever podcast uh, um, app you use. So this morning uh, we have a bit of a youth focus. We're looking at two uh, innovative and interesting programs that are happening in town and we're talking with their proponents today to find out a little bit more. Um, thanks for joining us. This, uh, first uh, to my right is Stacy Byrne of the Child and Youth Mental Health Substance Use Coalition. That's quite a mouthful. I got it right, didn't I? <laughs> Collaborative. <laughs> Collaborative. Ah, okay. Collaborative. Like a lot better than it was. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And then we have Rachel Reimer from the uh, Open Mountains Project. Thanks uh, for joining us today, you guys. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. Okay, so uh, let's get started. So first of all, um, I'll start out with Stacy. Oh yeah, Stacy. I'm going to talk to you about something a little bit later yep. today. Um, at the end, another another cool thing that you happen to be involved with today, just by coincidence, and it's happening mm -hmm. soon. So. We thought we'd uh, get it out there. So first of all, um, the CYMHSU, uh, yes. Child and Youth Me Mental Health Substance Use um, Committee. Collaborative. Collaborative, <laughs> I'm wrong. Um, um, what is it? It's a, it's a provincial program, but it's uh, got a, your own, uh, it's got its own chapter here in Revelstoke. It's been going on for about a year and a half. Tell me a little mm -hmm. bit more about it. Yeah, so um, basically what was identified provincially is that um, our services for children and youth who are experiencing mental health and substance use issues um, could be a lot better. Um, we could be providing potentially some more integrative care. And I think Revelstoke has already been doing a really amazing job at some of that. Um, there, there still are some uh, gaps that may exist. So what was identified was that you know, it didn't make sense for provincially this there to be an initiative that was sent out to all communities within BC, but instead they put funding towards communities creating local action teams. So we have a local action team here in Revelstoke. There's 63 other um, local action teams across the province that are all working um, towards improving their services for children and youth. Okay, so tell, tell me a little bit about uh, some of the, pro the programs you do, uh, some of the activities you do. Mm -hmm. So up until this point in time, um, what we've done are um, we've brought in a lot of different um, uh, professionals, different speakers, different programs that are all meant to... Um, it, uh, support our individual service providers. So, doing what well, we did mental health first aid training, um, we've supported in, in, in collaboration with other um, service providers within Revelstoke as well, um, bringing in uh, Out in Schools and Call Out, which are two amazing programs um, that are based out of Vancouver, and um, shared some of the funding and responsibility for that. But uh, right now, what the main focus is for um, the, the time that we have left with our funding is to develop what's called a pathway to care um, or kind of seen as like a roadmap. So when um, within our community of Revelstoke, when a child or youth has mental health or substance use questions or issues or concerns that 
the path of how to get from those questions to finding support is actually mapped out for them because a lot of the reason why people don't access services or may not feel that they're getting the best services is that they just don't know what's available to them. Um, and uh, in particular, I think in our community as well, we've got a lot of new people that are coming in. There's sometimes high turnover rates for service providers as well. Um, so having that kind of explained and mapped out um, they've found has been supportive of people accessing services and getting better care. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the age range for um, uh, the, the participants uh, with your programs is uh, the upper age limit is 24. The yeah. What's the lower? Is it, you're not sure? Like, that I'm not 12, I, think I, I think it's yeah. 12 or 6 and I'm not 100% sure on that yeah. one. So, um, But yeah, uh, children and youth. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm just not quite sure how uh, the mm -hmm. younger end. Um, I just came into this role um, at the beginning of April, so okay. still trying oh, to figure yeah, out some no, of those no, details. No, 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 no. I'm sorry for asking a detailed <laughs> well, question. Okay. There. Well, yeah, I guess what I'm wondering is, um, you know, we have uh, a lot of seasonal residents, a lot of people who come in who are mm -hmm. in their early 20s, you know, here yeah. to, to ski or uh, do, do the resort winter, that kind of stuff. Um, what sort of services do you offer for them? And, and I guess another part of the... Um, uh, question would be what what sort of challenges are, are you seeing that they're facing well and actually that's um a really great segue into what we need in order to start developing this model of pathway to care is that um you know when we're looking at what are people experiencing um what are some of the challenges that are being faced what are some of the barriers to accessing care what are some of the gaps in our services that we currently have in revelstoke um we need community involvement and youth and family stories to know what that is so that we can better identify what those gaps are and what's going on within our community rather than um, as service providers us saying this is what's happening and this is what the experience is. It really is driven by youth and families saying this is my experience. Um, but we're also looking, I mean, not just for those stories of gaps, but the good stories too. So what are things that worked? Because if something worked for your family, it might work for another family, but they just don't know that path. Mm -hmm. um, and what didn't work so that we know what are the gaps and what's going on there. Um, so yeah, a lot of um, youth that are coming and moving to our community um, may not know the services that we have, mm -hmm. um, may be struggling to find work or find housing or um, living in their vehicle sometimes, sometimes by choice, <laughs> living in their vehicle. Um, so yeah. It's, it sounds like a Revelstoke winter. We actually ran a story um, in the magazine, uh, Revelstoke Mountaineer magazine a couple issues ago about you know th those challenges and how yeah. you know an ideal uh, uh, resort winter for people is, is actually often quite a difficult uh, mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. uh, um, not being able to find somewhere to live living in your car sounds like the, the standard fare. So I want yeah. to ask you, so you're talking about um, gaps and um, successes. Mm -hmm. What yeah. what are some of the things that, you know, uh, Revelstoke is doing well and what, what are some of, some of the areas where we still have room to improve on um, um, in terms of substance use and mental health uh, issues for, for youth? Yeah, um, so far um, from my experience and, and from the role sitting at the table with the collaborative, um, I think one of the things that we're doing well is that we are, I, it wasn't a challenge to get a number of different service providers at our table. Mm -hmm. 
There have been other local action teams that have struggled to either get the school district involved, have struggled to get the RCMP involved, have struggled to get the Ministry of Children and Family Development at the table, the, their city involved, and we have all of that. And it came together really quickly, and it wasn't challenging. I think our last meeting had 24 people at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, if you've ever been to committee meetings, it can be sometimes tough to get people out to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had 24 people that came and are wanting to share their experience and share their perspective. Um, but I still think that there's more that we can know about what we're doing right and what we're doing not so great. Um, and and again, that's sort of what this next month is. I'm going to be doing is researching that stuff, trying to figure out what's going on, what we're doing okay. well and not so well. Can you tell me a little bit more about some of the actual specific programs that you're doing and then also about, uh, you know, in terms of what's coming up in the future, some of the programs uh, and the ways that uh, people can access them? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the major program that our uh, focus is now, so we're shifting away from, um, you know, we've we've improved individuals individual service providers, I think, Mm -hmm. by providing some of the training and um, speakers that we've had. But now we're shifting into this kind of um, overarching, bigger scope of, you know, now that individually we think we're doing well, let's look at how we all connect together. Mm -hmm. So for the month of May, um, it's going to be spent um, continuing to collect information from um, families and children and youth and just, just having them tell their stories, you know, explain, um, this is what happened. This is how it started. This is where I went. It's really just like anecdotal, um, stories that are being shared. Um, so that's going to be the month of May. The month of June is then going to be working with service providers and saying, okay, so if this scenario was presented to you, um, what then would you do and how would you respond and who would you refer them to? Um, July and August are going to be writing the model, um, and the pathway, and uh, in September and beyond, then um, refining it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, later on, probably today, maybe tomorrow, we're going to be posting a, a story uh, that Stacy did that will have uh, access to, will provide you access to some links if you're interested. But um, just for the sake of people only watching the podcast, if if what you've said uh, has piqued their interest and wanted uh, people to get involved, either as a client or as uh, somebody who wants to, you know, participate in what you're doing, how can people get involved? Um, so sharing, 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 spreading the word, telling more people about what's going on. The big thing right now is going to be promoting the collaborative, um, promoting that we exist, that we're out there, that we're working on this project, getting people talking and sharing their stories and information. Um, and the, um, quickest way to get in contact with me is through our email address, which is revelstoke, C-Y-M-H-S-U, at gmail.com. It's a big long name, and I understand that there's uh, um, some some struggles and work around that. So we'll uh, um, hopefully post that sure. uh, as well. Um, or if you're not interested or or ready to um, chat with me specifically, talking to other community um, members, community service providers. Um, uh, again, community connections is at the table. Lots of people that are there. So if you're thinking about, okay, you know, I, I want to share mm-hmm. my story because mm-hmm. I think that I know that it will actually help other people in the community. If I share, then mm-hmm. just talk about it and email. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk talk about it. Uh, uh, definitely, for sure, and get involved. Mm-hmm. I, I just as an anecdote, sorry. Uh, 
I was watching the news a couple days ago about uh, Prince Harry opening up and talking about sort of his uh, mental health struggles and uh, one of the comments on, I think I was watching the BBC or something like that, was, you know, that he's done a lot in, in his short in uh, coming out in one day, mm. and this was from a PhD in, uh, guy in yeah. mental health or whatever, um, just by raising the public profile and, you know, um, you know mental health issues and struggles really do affect a lot of people, but a lot yeah. of time it's, uh, it's, you know, it's a really personal struggle or it's that exactly that thing where people don't ha people have a lack of resources and they don't know where to turn so yeah. keep it in mind and uh, yeah. and remember that uh, yeah Rebel Stoke is a caring community and there's lots of stuff available to people yeah. out there before but, you switch it over because yeah. I know you're transitioning yeah. because yeah the World Health Organization um, said that one in four um, youths between the ages of 16 and 24 are currently going through mm -hmm mental health struggles and we're not talking about it and it is stigmatized and by sharing your story it destigmatizes it and you know there's not it doesn't have to be judged it doesn't have to be it, it telling your story and sharing it is empowering mm -hmm. because you're saying I go through it too and we're not alone going through mm -hmm. these things and to a certain extent I think everybody struggles with it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Stacey. And hold on, because we've got you. another cool story we're going to uh, finish with. Uh, and I just want to talk to, to you now, Rachel. Thanks for uh, coming in and joining us. Um, so the Open Mountains Project, I heard about it um, through the CBT Community Initiatives uh, funding program. There was a big list, and, mm -hmm. and uh, you guys were on there, and it sounded like a uh, pretty cool project. So yeah. uh, tell me uh, about it. What is the Open Mountains Project? Yeah, for sure. Well, Open Mountains Project uh, was founded by a small group of like-minded individuals here in Revelstoke um, just started last summer and the aim of the project is to facilitate youth um, interaction in the mountain environment in a way that's barrier free. So there's no skill barrier, no financial barrier and uh, this is a, a program that's designed to address both some of the mental health issues um, that are present in the community and also to um, bridge the gap between youth that are able to get out into the mountains and youth that currently don't have that access um, just due to their family situation, their economic situation, uh, physical fitness, self-confidence, or a number of things that would be barriers um, for Revelstoke youth gaining access to the mountain environment. Mm -hmm. Are there a lot of kids who have barriers to, to accessing the mountain environment? Yeah, well, we don't um, have like a quantified number that we're working off, but we are basing a lot of our programming on, um, you know, the work that other organizations are doing, like Community Connections, Stoke Youth Network, and there's a, an action plan that was uh, developed by the the town of Revelstoke a couple of years ago, and so there, that's been an identified need, um, and so basically we, looking at that action plan and looking at the services that were here, we recognized that there was a gap um, in terms of providing access to outdoor education, and so Open Mountains Project is, is striving to fill that gap, and we're partnering with a number of organizations to do so. Mm -hmm. What kind of activities are you going to take the kids out on? Yeah, so this summer, uh, because of the uh, Columbia Basin Trust funding, we're able to offer two week-long summer camps and camp one is going to run from July 9th to July 14th and camp two from July 16th to July 21st and it's a day camp so youth are going to be coming back home every night with the exception of one overnight camp at the end of the week and we're going to focus on um, mountain-based activities that are 
you know, local here to Revelstoke. So mountain biking, rock climbing, hiking, and overnight camping. Um, and we've been really uh, lucky to have a lot of support from community organizations and small businesses. Mm -hmm. um, so Skookum is providing mountain bikes for us to use. Mm -hmm. And we've got um, some support from K3 Cat Skiing, who's sponsoring some youth uh, as well, in addition to the Columbia Basin Trust funding. So um, also Flexpeditions is working with us too. So we've got... Um, a number of different sports and we're going to be offering them at a level that is accessible so uh, no previous skill required uh, no you know minimum physical fitness standard it's just uh, a willingness to come out um, and participate and, and show up and, and go adventure. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you've had a pretty good response from the, the community on the idea. Yeah definitely I think because it's an identified gap and uh, because you know the other programs that exist are um, you know there's an application process or uh, you know volunteer hours and required and so for some youth who um, you know might feel for various whether it's mental health issue reasons or economic situation they may not have that motivation you know to to apply or to um, put themselves out there and put their mm -hmm. hand up for something so the model we're working on is um, we have 20 youth spots per camp mm -hmm. and half of our spots are uh, referral based so through community connections or through the schools um, so those are for youth that would be you know more vulnerable or who may not you know put their hands up but mm -hmm. if, if someone a caring adult says you know I think this person would really benefit from mm -hmm. being able to go biking and being able to go camping and be a part of an outdoor community then we've got those 10 spots reserved for people like that and then we, the other 10 spots per camp are going to be a first-come, first-serve basis, youth mm -hmm. who just express that they're interested. Um, but our, our hope is to uh, create an integrated and resilient mountain community here so that every youth who grows up in Revelstoke um, has an opportunity to experience mm -hmm. these things, whether or not their family maybe uh, you know has experience with, with being outdoors and whether or not their parents are going to be able to drive them to a trailhead or, or buy them a mountain bike or buy them a set of touring skis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, trying to really um, connect youth through mountains. And uh, in addition to the skills, we're also focusing on outdoor leadership, mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, you know, possibly some art therapy. So still um, you know, seeing the mountains as a place to recreate, but also as a place to gain you know, the life skills and the personal skills needed for just success in life. Mm -hmm. yeah. That sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. What, what uh, um, I know there was a bunch of other people who were involved with you in starting mm -hmm. up the program. What, what, what uh, really inspired you to, to take this approach? Yeah, well, I, it's interesting. The idea itself was actually born on a skin track in Rogers Pass, mm -hmm. so it's pretty local to Revelstoke. And um, yeah, it for most of us who founded Open Mountains Project, we all have found that our personal experiences in the mountains created um, a really a deep well of resilience for us in our individual lives. And so whether we encountered that as children growing up, for many of us it was summer camps or, um, you know, our parents taking us out camping, but those skills and abilities um, to go out into the mountain environment have really, for each of us, just been very meaningful um, in our lives, and we had the desire to share that with others. And um, and I think coming from a social justice perspective, maybe feeling a bit of a concern about you know Revelstoke as it grows more into a resort community, you know who who's being left behind and. 
um, specifically which youth are being left behind and how do we make sure that as we grow, we do continue to be a caring and resilient community and that every person who grows up here has that opportunity to you know, go, go out in the mountains and adventure here and mm -hmm. that it's not just uh, you know, an affluent kid-only sort mm -hmm. of activity. So mm -hmm. um, I think for many of us, the passion was about sharing something that we've really experienced as meaningful in our lives and um, and helping support Revelstoke to become a resilient, connected, and integrated mountain community. Mm -hmm. um, if someone's listening to this and they you know are, are interested, how can they get in touch with the Open Mountains Project? Yeah, so we have a website, uh, openmountains.com, and then uh, you can reach me via email, info at openmountains.com. And if you're a youth listening and you really want to express interest in coming to the camps, um, you can stop by the Stoke Youth Network office at the high school or express interest to your teacher. Um, we're just starting to um, form the, the kind of groundwork for how people can sign up, but a good first step would be to send me an email or speak to your teacher or um, you know someone at Community Connections for sure. And we'll, uh, we're partnering with, with the school board and with uh, Community Connections and with the North Columbia Environmental Society and, and a number of other local uh, organizations. So, okay, yeah. excellent, excellent. So, openmountain.com uh, or is it Open Mountain Project? Uh, openmountains.com. Openmountains.com. Yeah. Okay, great. And um, when we post the story uh, or the, the podcast, will uh, the webcast, we'll put some links with it so people can find that. So, excellent. Well, um, thank you, Rachel, so much. And while we had <laughs> Stacy here, I wanted to talk about one more cool thing that's going on because you've kind of been. Uh, uh, a bit of a, a driving force and an organizer about this. So 8.30 this morning, which is just uh, under an hour from now, mm -hmm. we're having a gathering and get-together. Was that the gazebo? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Tell me what is happening today. Um, so what's happening today is uh, there's a community walk that is going from the Grizzly Plaza to Begbie View Elementary, um, and there's going to be um, a very short assembly. Um, the way that this came about, so so the purpose of the walk is just to show um, support to anyone that's been affected by cancer. Um, whether, you know, I mean people, it's amazing when you think about it actually how many people, I think every probably every individual in some point in time in their lives have been affected by cancer either. Mm -hmm. Um, they've been diagnosed with cancer or they've lost someone to cancer or they have somebody in their life still currently who has survived cancer like Ginger Shoji. Um, um, and uh, oftentimes, I think similar to the stigma around mental health, we suffer alone. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, when we struggle with these things and we don't talk about it and we don't share and we don't realize how many other people are actually going through the same thing that we might be going through. Mm -hmm. So Ginger's a 15 year cancer survivor. She has been walking the beat in Revelstoke for, you know. For, yeah, as long as I can remember, yeah. Ginger Shoji, uh, when mm -hmm. I first showed up in town, uh, I got to know her pretty quick and that was because she was always walking everywhere. Yes. And I didn't yeah. actually, she would walk to the office uh, on um, St. Patrick's Day, she'd be all decked out Halloween. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Halloween, she goes all out. And yeah. I 
didn't put two and two together that she's actually walking for a purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, yeah. So well, tell I mean, me about her, her, her journey. Yeah, when she started, she was just walking for her health. And mm. then she realized the more she was walking, uh, you know, I think similar to the benefits of being outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't in the mountains and in the wilderness, but she still was outside. She started to find it very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was reflecting a lot on what she's gone through, on friends that she's lost, friends that she has that are currently going through treatment. Um, and uh, and she started to walk, not just for herself, but for those people. Mm-hmm. And, and then she started to realize, um, and I, I think actually it was somebody else who pointed it out to her, that uh, based on her kilometers because she tracks all of her kilometers as she goes Mm -hmm. at one point in time it says you know you've walked to Vancouver already and then it was well you've walked to Vancouver and back already with the distance and then it became you're probably going to have walked across Canada by the time all within Revelstoke whether you know two feet in a heartbeat and (laughs) um and uh and so then she kind of you know tacked onto the school a little bit there and um, and it became uh, a bit more of a community event at that time. So today she'll be walking her, her uh, final kilometers of the distance of Canada, but mm. now she's probably just going to come back, <laughs> keep walking and doing what she's doing there. But um, she had said, you know, I've walked all these kilometers yeah. by myself. I don't want to walk the last few alone. Yeah. So, um, so we've kind of rallied together and it's been amazing the response and cool. how many people are coming out to that. Cool. So. So that's 8.30 uh, today. We're actually, mm-hmm. um, sorry if you're going to miss this out, but if you're not listening live, we are uh, uh, webcasting this live. But if you're listening on the podcast, you've sort of missed it. But uh, 8.30 at the gazebo in mm-hmm. Grizzly Plaza. And uh, come uh, congratulate Ginger. And uh, some of you can join her on her walk to Big View Elementary School. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Excellent, you guys. Uh, Rachel Reimer from the Open Mountains Project and Stacey Byrne from the Child and Youth Mental Health Substance Use Collaborative. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck the landing. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, thanks for joining uh, the Revelstoke uh, Mountaineer webcast. Um, we're trying to do these more often. Uh, we actually had a webcast last night of the All Candidates debate. Um, that went okay. A uh, little, little bit of technical issues with uh, everyone's getting on their phone there yeah. and sort of jamming up the broadband, but uh, more or less it worked pretty good. Um, if you want to come on the show, let us know. Um, and if you just want to listen into this, we're trying to make it audio accessible too. Uh, find us uh, on iTunes and uh, add us to your feed um, or we will post up these videos on rebelsoapmountaineer.com so you have, always have a chance to, to watch them afterwards uh, so that's good so you guys thank you so much for joining us today thanks for having me thank you for uh, <laughs> watching everyone thank you bye 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 <laughs>